Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Hey, what's happening in San Diego? Welcome into Gwen and Chris. Happy Friday to you. Finally a Friday here on uh, Gwen and Chris. 2.01 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scraby kicking things off for the next four hours. Chatting about the wide world of sports on uh, Gwen and Chris here, 97.3 The Fan. Also, you can enjoy on the stream. Uh, go to YouTube, search for 97.3 The Fan. You can watch the program as we get into the uh, holiday season here. Uh, looking forward to a good four-hour show together. Uh, I'll be traveling a little next week, and uh, Tony and Scrabier are going to be out. So I believe this is our last show for a couple of weeks, all four of us, or all four, four of us. Who's the other? The person? Christmas tree. Yeah, all four of us. Come on, man. Me, it's me, you, Scraby, and, and his two personalities. Well, that's that's. Oh five wow, now. am I Doctor Jekyll and Mister <laughs> Hyde? <laughs> you definitely yes. got. There's definitely two of you. All four of us. Uh, <laughs> it's the last time we'll be together here in 2023. So. Uh, Hope you enjoy the uh, show. I know we've had a great year, and uh, before we get too far into the show, again, thanks to all of you out there that have helped make it a great 2023 for us on this program, and uh, we appreciate you uh, listening and being a part of the show, and uh, we look forward to a whole lot more fun in 2024. Uh, before we get to all that, though, we have a show to do today, guys, and I, I get up early, which I often do. Uh, about five o'clock this morning before I worked out. First thing I did is I went to the internet, expecting to see that Brandon Staley had already been fired. No, he was had not. not happened as of five in the morning. So after I worked out at about six thirty, I checked again. Still not. I, fired. I was like, this has got to be happening soon. I checked again before breakfast, and finally after breakfast at about nine thirty, there it was. That he'd been fired. I, Richard Sherman had the best line of all last night on the uh, <laughs> on the prime right? <laughs> telecast. Said that he probably should have just been fired at halftime. Shouldn't even have let him come out for the second half. It's probably the best thing that's ever happened to the Chargers because the guy can't coach. Tom Telesco has not done a good job as general manager. But I don't know that it's going to be the best thing because... There's no guarantee that the Chargers and the leadership that runs that organization are going to find anything better to replace him. And let the let the rumors begin. Bill Belichick, first name on yeah. the list, and uh, I can't see that it, one. It's as Chris said, and maybe this because we know this franchise a little more intimately than we would know any other franchise outside of our right. city. Yeah, um, it would be an interesting pairing. Um, for sure. Yes, it would. Um, I, I think at this point, Bill Belichick is pretty obvious is a, is a good coach. Can he put together an offensive roster? I, I don't know. Defensively, he's proven that his defenses still look the same, play the same. Yeah, he can get they the don't right have the personnel. same talent, but right. they got some. They still they, play well. They still play well. Yeah. Um, obviously, Justin Herbert for you know as much as he has not actually won big games. It's pretty clear he is one of the most talented 
quarterbacks in the league, although he's done for the rest of the year with two broken middle fingers. At the least I- he didn't no, lose 63 the, to something when he was iron, playing. The irony in that, the <laughs> Isn't having two it, broken middle fingers. Was it his index finger? I I thought maybe I saw last night. That it was oh, it's actually, a lot more fun to say his middle finger. Okay. Right. It's a lot it's more fun. Me, yeah. fun it very well could care. be his index finger. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, middle finger sounds better. Either yeah. way, uh, yeah, That now that process starts. Now, this is a few weeks before Black Friday uh, that you have that usually happen at the very end yeah. of the season. But the, they couldn't wait any longer. Not, it, even, not surpri- even the dumbest and worst owner in all of sports. It's surprising could, that it got... This far, quite yeah, frankly. It really shouldn't have. I mean, this guy obviously was overmatched as a head coach. Everyone throughout the NFL said it, uh, and they've been saying it for months and months that this guy's just overmatched. He's he can't, he's not he might be a you know nice defensive coordinator if you give him uh, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and you know a superstar at every position kinda, like he had with the Rams. It's a little bit easier when you got those two guys kind of yeah. anchor anything. Not um, that the Chargers don't have some good players on yeah, defense. But, but I mean, if you're putting together a game plan uh, where Austin Eckler's getting five carries, I don't care if the game this final score is 63 to nothing. Austin Eckler needs to touch the ball a little more often than that, well, especially when. Huh? I said I will say that it, the offense had no chance to get going because they kept fumbling. It was the t- yeah. touchdown Raiders, and then it was Easton Stick call, fumble. What you call it? A, 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 a thick six. When a, when a <laughs> well, defensive that, no, lineman. None of those things happened until the second half. No, I mean, it was no, already no, no. 49 oh, to those nothing. Things, yes. I'm saying in the beginning of the game, you're talking about Austin Eckler getting five carries. The offense wasn't even on the field because they couldn't hang on to the ball. Well, two fumbles in the first it's two drives. Safe, it's it's safe to say that the Chargers got a lot of things going on right now in terms of why they're not playing well. But I think the most important thing, and you start to, see, I started to notice it maybe five weeks ago. This team, for a while there, even though the coaching may have not been up to par, those guys were still playing. They were still fighting. They were still fighting. Yeah. The last four or five weeks, it seems like. Every week has gotten a little bit less. And then yes, last night was the kind of culmination of it all. Yeah, it was the dam broke yeah. last night. I mean, you started to see it. You're right. They lost three in a row to the Lions, the Packers, and the Ravens. Two of those were at home. Uh, offensively, they really struggled against the Ravens. I think a lot of people tried to give the Ravens a lot of the credit. But then uh, to go to New England... Uh, even oh, yeah, you know in this situation yeah. and score two field goals and, and then come back home and get one touchdown against the Broncos, which came late in the game. The signs were there, and last night the dam broke for the Chargers. Uh, yeah, I, it's it's about the worst thing you can say for a coach. Not that he's a bad coach, but that his team actually gave up playing for him. They actually quit on yeah. this guy. Uh, I don't know what that says about the character of some of those players, but it sure says a lot about the character of that coach. I'll say this, and I said this to you guys before we came on air. It's one thing to lose, give up 70 in week two, week three of a season with a new head coach. It's a completely different thing to give up almost 70 in week 15 with a coach that's been there for – for quite some time, and this is kind of the end of what has been a downward trend yeah. of how this ball club has looked. Yeah, I'm 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 shocked, honestly, that he went 24 and 24 in his career. Because if you've seen him lately, he doesn't look like he could have ever won it's that hard, many it's games hard to, to begin with. Those those good days, right there. Yeah. So anyway, the Chargers will be uh, going elsewhere uh, for a new head coach, and everybody will. Uh, you're right, Tony. The next couple of weeks will be filled with rumors and innuendos. But I, I'm almost the one thing I could almost guarantee 
I'll pound the table to back up my guarantee. Spanos will make the wrong decision. So I, I really wouldn't worry about it. If you are a Charger fan hoping that this is going to be the change you need to send your team to the next level, don't count on it. Um, what was it? It was 42 to nothing at halftime, which yeah. is the second worst first half performance in NFL history. Uh, there's only been one team that's ever scored more than that, and that was the Brady Patriots. A few years ago, they were ahead 45 nothing at halftime in a game against the Titans. So, anyway, that is it. And uh, Belichick's name, you're right, Tony. It's uh, it's all be... over the map right now. That I, I just can't imagine somebody that smart working with somebody that dumb. I, I just, I just, <laughs> it just doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. You're kind of stuck on that. Like it's just, it can't happen because he no! just, he it hasn't just... proven to do something like this before. Yeah, we'll see, but uh, we'll see where it all goes with the, uh, with the charges. Sixty-three to twenty-one was That's, the final score. That is a, I and mean, it was I, sixty-three to seven. It, I, when I when I Man. hit my phone yesterday at some point, uh, watching my daughter's soccer game, and I. Saw it was forty two, and I had to double take when it said halftime. It was forty two rock, rock. Yeah, like, right. That's not what I expected to see. I get that, no. and neither team was at full strength yesterday. No, so. the Raiders didn't have all their guns blazing. No, they were missing some key guys, Josh Jacobs, etc. You want to know so. the final ironic point to this whole thing Wait, of what, Brandon what, Staley? One more thing, you give me this ironic point. The play that kind of just. Let you know where they were was that screen that they tried to run that my man from the Raiders. Just, I mean, he ba- oh, it was almost yeah. like he was in their huddle and yeah. knew the play was coming. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to be throwing a little quick screen to the right, so make sure you rush across the line and pick this be off. Be ready for it. Yeah, be ready. They he, were ready. He for anticipated it. it so good that he actually overran it. Had to. He had to reach, reach back. back for the ball. Yeah. yeah that yeah. was. Uh, that's when you knew it was going to be a long, long evening for for the Chargers at that. Point. Yeah. What you got, Mister Irony? Screen? I'm, yes, okay, so Mr. Irony has this for you. Uh, Brandon Staley said after the game that games like these happen, happen guys. Um, actually, let's listen to it because I have it right here. I didn't do anything well enough to get us ready to play tonight. So if that's the case, then why, why should you be the coach if, if that? If that's games, games, like this, games like this happen in the NFL to every coach that's ever coached in this league. All right, so that's what he said, and guess what, guys? This score is a score gami. So this game has never happened in the NFL. Oh, really? It's the first time there's first ever been that score final has score. Ever happened? You know, hey, you know it's bad when when the beat reporters feel start feeling comfortable enough to hit you with these. Why kind are of you questions still the head coach every week? Yeah, so why should you be the coach? Oh my goodness! And he's had, like, there, was, I, I can't there wasn't stand even a, like a a, a, a a split of hesitation no. in that question. He was. I, I've been a journalist for a, you know. I think I've been a journalist anyway. I've tried to be one for thirty something years. I would never have the guts to ask that to anyone. It was almost even like, if in that obvious of in a situation, I couldn't ask it was, that. It was almost as though he was prepared that whoever the reporter was or the journalist was. I was, think it may have been Daniel Popper. He's the guy who's either in, way, in the mix. He was ready for that response that coach gave him. Yeah, he almost had his question <laughs> spit out before the response was handed to him. Here's here's the last uh, ironic thing. So on November 26, Brandon Staley got asked after a game if his message still is reaching the team. Yeah, otherwise you'd get blown out of the stadium. Hey, you get blown out of the stadium, and that hasn't happened. Well, now it has. Now it did. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I yeah. Think, let me ask you, you guys you, this. You got you to gotta be uh, careful with those type of statements right you there. You do. Yes, you do. But do you think he's handled the media 
in a very aggressive way because I get it. He's being asked questions that are make, that are undermining him a little bit. But don't you think a little bit of how you handle the media when you're playing bad goes a long way well, for I'll say a this. team? I'll say this. I don't think he was handled the media aggressively. I think what we've seen is um, mediocre play for a, a long period of time dating back, what, I'd say two years now? Where they've been like right at five hundred. Yeah. They had the one year where I mean, but they've, they the last two years they failed right down the end. Uh, the one year they lost to the Raiders in the last game in overtime, and that kept them that out was of the playoffs. Last, right? last year they had the second biggest choke playoff game in the history of the NFL, losing to Jacksonville. Yeah. And then this year I, it just got away I, way before then. I, I don't think he's handled the media aggressively. I just think as. The, the questions became tougher. The vultures have circled he, he, him. Yeah, I think that's just kind of the reality of when you had these this type of. Uh, I, I can see luck. the you can see the reporters coming into the room last night in Las Vegas going, "Give me some of that meat." Oh man! Oh yes, yes. It's heaven in a piece of meat. Give me some meat. Just circling, circling. Tony, I bring him in for the slaughter. Bring him in, yeah, guys, for the slaughter. Did Tony just walk into the room? Give me some and meat. The, yeah, yeah I mean, that's, was... that's how they were. That's how the reporters were. I mean, they oh, went. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, they went to the because uh, I, I don't watch ever the post game show, as you know, guy. I don't I like don't to listen to the talking heads on the panel. But I watched it last night because I wanted to see if anybody among the group was going to be honest enough to say what really needed to be said, which was, you know, they're going to have to fire the coach. And Tony Gonzalez was the first to say, hey, guys, all right, enough about how great the Raiders were. The honesty is the Chargers need to make a move with their coach. And that's when Richard Sherman jumped in and said, yeah, they should have done it at halftime. <laughs> and, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick yes. had the same thing. I mean, they, it was so obvious. It's obvious to anybody who's not even a huge football fan yeah. that there's a major issue there. Just, that needed it, it, to be it's one of those situations addressed. when you start, when you watch the game, you just can tell. Like, yeah. this isn't, this team is, is, is not all the way in it right now. And yeah. uh, it showed in a major, major the, way. Last the last night. time I saw uh, a coaching performance like that, uh, I can be honest with you, uh, was back my first year doing uh, Aztec football games on the radio with Ted. And we went to New Mexico with Chuck Long as the head coach. And it was 49 nothing at halftime. And they lost seventy to seven. Uh, Rocky Long was the coach in New Mexico that day. Competitors but, don't make excuses; they just make plays. Rocky did everything he could to keep the score down in the fourth quarter. He, he had fifth string run running yeah. backs in the game that weren't even on the roster. And but we looked across at Chuck Long standing on the sidelines, and there wasn't a single player within ten yards of him on either side. Yeah, and it was just like, wow, that's depressing. And, you know, not only was the team getting blown out, but nobody even wanted to be part of what was going on. And that's when they, you know, made that move, brought and, Brady Hoke in and, and turned things around. And, and you know, those are those are college players, right? Yeah. And so there's a there's a I feel like there's a line of, of respect that college students have for yeah. their coach. In the NFL, you can almost assure that it, over there where they weren't where they were sitting down. Amongst each other, you know that that had to be part of the conversation over there. Like this is yeah. this isn't going to work. We're out here getting embarrassed right now. Embarrassed, yeah. yeah. And that's uh, you know now now the search begins. Yeah, I, I'm sure longtime Charger fans can tell me that there's been worse days in uh, franchise history. The Patriot loss, uh, you know, in the playoff, et cetera. At but least those were big games. At least you were in a playoff. Yeah, this was about as low as it goes for Spanos and company, and. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, 
you know, bad things happen to bad people. So on we go with the Chargers. Uh, when we come back, baseball news on this Friday. Nothing to do with the Padres, unfortunately. But former Padre Michael Waka has found a new home. We will tell you where. Hunter Renfro has found a new home. We'll tell you where. It's the same place that Waka found. And some other <laughs> names are off the board. Are we getting a little nervous, guys? Well, we'll find out just how nervous we are when we come back with segment number two, Friday edition of Gwen and Chris. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Stop me if you've heard this before. The rich get richer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I can't stop you. I, I feel like I've actually said it on this show as it pertains to the same team. Welcome into Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scraby. Uh, talking a little baseball right now. And uh, the Dodgers uh, were able to complete the deal that broke yesterday. Tyler Glass now, Manuel Margot. Come to Los Angeles, Ryan Pepioit, and a outfield prospect. I can't remember his name right now. Will go to Tampa, and the process of that Tyler Glass now signs a five-year extension with the Dodgers. That deal was contingent on just that. Uh, so the so the Dodgers get their um, frontline starter. Um, they may not be done. Yamamoto is not off the board uh, oh, for goodness. for that ball club, and so that has happened. To Chris's point. The Royals, um, they they have. Does uh, this not go under the category of the rich get richer? This is, this is not <laughs> go under the category of the rich get richer. They just richer. want to be like the Padres. But it's a it it's like. a couple of good signings, and we would know this because the Padres uh, signed both of these guys. We talked about yeah. Lugo going there. Now Michael Waka signs with the Royals. He gets a two year deal worth thirty two. No. 32. 32. Which I think is what the Padres Six. could have had him for the exact same number. That was what they had uh, declined, was that particular part exactly. of the option. Exactly. Padres so, said no. Royals said yes. Yes. And so, so he, Padres, he got exactly hello. what he lost uh, yeah. in, that, um, in the Padres declining the option. He goes to the Royals. Also, former Padre Hunter Renfro hmm. signs a deal with the Royals. So, and the Royals also got Seth Lugo. Yeah. Look out. They have uh they there got some, comes Kansas City. <laughs> they have some veteran ro- and these are the type of moves that you can ex- you would expect the Royals to kind of jump on. The they they wanted to add some pitching. They got some young offensive players I honestly that are can't remember there. the Royals signing a player over the last decade. It's been a I while mean, since they went to the World it's, Series. When's he, the last time they signed anyone? Right. Uh, I think they traded for uh who was the guy the Padres traded for? Um Tim Hill? No, when when, when they <laughs> traded uh, when they traded for Tati. Um, oh, um, they traded James Shields. James Shields. James Shields was traded to the Royals. That kind of got them going. Okay, um, but they really haven't been players in free agency. They usually do it through their minor league system or or, or trades. 
this year they're doing a little bit different. They've gone uh, gotten two quality starting pitchers in Waka and uh, Seth Lugo. You had a bat like Hunter Renfro, some veterans to kind of sprinkle in with the young guys. Don't know what that means for them in terms of wins and losses, but two more pitchers, or I should say one more pitcher off the board, uh, that you know could be a potential Padre. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to look at this as, uh, you know, where, what are the Padres doing? Jack Flaherty was another name that you and I talked about Detroit. the other day. And he's going to the Tigers, which is another million. team. Another That's team the going that, rate. That is the going rate. But where are the Padres going to get, and when are the Padres going to get involved? Uh, Scraby asked, uh, you know, are we getting nervous? Approaching nervous. Okay, good. You're I, I got to say, you got to be approaching side. nervous. Not, I'm not worried that they're not going. They're going to run out of time. I'm worried they're going to run out of options. You know, they need pitching unless. You know, we've talked about this this week. Unless AJ and the and the organization feel strong enough about some young arms that they have, that you know, guys, we just don't know who they are. Uh, right now, it's a three man rotation. Um, you know, unless you know, again, maybe all of the Yankee guys work out. But you got three guys you can count on right now, and Darvish and Musgrove are both coming off either not as good of years or injury-plagued years. Yeah. So there's some major question marks with this pitching staff. I can't say that Jack Flaherty would have guaranteed you a spot in the postseason. Um, but Michael Walker, you let him go, and he went for what you could have given him. So I'm, I, I think that the Padres, you know, you have to wonder a little bit. I mean – you when you talked about the when we were talking about the off season and you're talking about some of the pitchers that the Padres that left the roster right Waka Luga Lugo Martinez in particular um, Hader is another one you'll have to account for at some point I don't yeah, think the time is right. now but yeah um, those are the don't remember those two signings in Lugo and Walker were like late signings and they weren't you know I don't think they were bottom. Uh, of uh, of of what was available, but you're in that mid tier. I think those type of signings. Now, as it turned out, Lugo and Waka were way better than mid tier pitchers right. during the course of the year, and so I think you start to think, you start to wonder at this point now when you're trying to look out there and see what the landscape is. Who do you think is out there that's within range that's as good as Lugo and Waka out there? That's not going to cost you a lot of money because it seems like, as as we just mentioned, I mean, Lance Lynn got how much? Twelve? Too much. <laughs> yeah, but I think yes, it was twelve. He he so 12. Uh, let's. I, I think by all accounts, at starting pitching, Lance Lynn had a, a really rough year, um, and so he also I, had a rough inning. <laughs> he had a few rough in innings. the game that uh, eliminated the Dodgers. <laughs> but I, my point is, who, who out there? There's only one name right now that's left that 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 I think that fits that that seems to fit what the Padres might need, and that's a, a risk taker, but a guy that has huge upside, and that's Lucas Giolito. I I don't see another yeah. name on here. Corey Kluber to me is too old. Uh, Frankie Montes injury been, been really injury ridden uh, over the last few years. Uh, I mean, you're starting to go way down the list here. I mean. Uh, Hin Jin Ryu, 37 years old, three years removed from having a good year. Uh, Julio Terran, I mean, they brought him in last year, and obviously they didn't think much of him. They so, didn't keep him around. I, I mean, the point is that now, you, you know, we talked about a lot of times AJ is really good of thinking outside the box and thinking of people we're not thinking of. Yeah. I think at this point that's that's what I'm 
holding You're on to. You're just hoping that I he's got something in mind that we don't have in mind yet. Because uh, I, unless the, the, there are some starters that um, are in the organization that the Padres feel good about, yeah. I think that's the, really the way that you're going to be able to address it. I the, the best way you'll be able to address it, I should say, not the only way. I put up something last night about AJ knowing something, and he's got to. But uh, about Blake Snell, do we think that they're working on a Blake Snell deal? I, I would love to believe that he is an option, but everything that we've seen happen thus far would lead us to believe that that's not the case. I mean, he's making in the he's going to be making. In I the saw him linked to twenties, right? I saw him linked to Boston, and I just you know. Blake can play anywhere because of his personality. I just have a hard time seeing him in Boston. Nobody can hit the ball out of the infield against him, so it doesn't matter <laughs> what really the outfield fence plays, looks right? like. Yeah, no kidding. But, That's true. Yeah, I, you know, I, do they absolutely positively need to sign an established pitcher? No. No, no. But it sure would make everybody feel it, a whole lot it's, better. It's a, it's a comfort thing for everybody yeah, at that and, point. You know, again, we, we still haven't, you know, picked up anything in the outfield, so... Um, you know, no names are coming off the board. I mean, I guess Hunter Renfro is a name that's off the board, but uh, you know, that's uh, Randall Grichik. Does he move the needle for you? I mean, that guy's not a bad little player. No. He had some uh, good hits against about, the Padres last year. About, oh, good. All right. We <laughs> talked about Harrison Bader already. I mean, there are some outfield names. Uh, I again, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm jumping past Bellinger because I don't think that's in their price range. Michael Brantley, we we still like him. I mean, it doesn't matter, I guess, who we like. It's right. going to matter who they like. What's the fit? Where are you at there? I mean, in terms of and talking about in terms of what the Padres want, what they're looking for. Yeah, and so those know. are the names. Tommy Pham. I, <laughs> keep coming back to it. Keep coming back to Tommy. He's thirty six. Brantley's thirty seven. So yeah, it's how about a, Eddie Rosario? You like him at all? I think he doesn't play against left-handed pitching. Inconsistent, yeah. And that, he can get hotter than when he gets you know, hot. Is, is, yeah. is he Look can out. he can win a, you a series in a yes. playoff game? In a he playoff did. Series. He, he won did. the NLCS yeah. that one year, but, but you, yeah, I wouldn't gonna, count on him yeah, all year. Exactly. All right, uh, we got a lot more to get to. Full four hours today. Scraby, you got what was that saying? Signal? I didn't see. I only caught the edge of it. Oh, phone calls. We're gonna top. We're gonna get on the phones. Take yeah, some no, phone we, calls. Yeah, well, let's take some phone calls. Okay. Really, final uh, phone call show Friday. together of the year. We're gonna let people dial in and speak at us. Yeah, phone call Friday. Phone, phone call Friday. <laughs> All right, let me just put an end to that. PCF. PCF. That, that title, because that's never gonna happen in the phone future. Phone call Friday. Hey we'll, guys, I'm we'll trying have, for you. We'll have one today for okay. Scrabe on our last show together. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Give us a call, 833-288-0973. What are your thoughts? Are you getting a little uh, uncomfortable with where the pods are? More Gwen and Chris on the way. All right, phone call Friday is evidently not taking the world by storm. What are you talking about? PCF, man. Who's called in? Peter. He's our only one. Anyone else? Uh, there were a few that, that just uh, told me off the air. Eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. If you've always wanted to talk to Gwen and Chris, Here's this may chance. be your only chance. Because <laughs> I'm not opening it up to phone calls if we're going to get this kind of reaction ever again, Scrape. Here's a. This is again poor production <laughs> on your part. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't pay the listeners to call us this week. Forgot, forgot to send the checks. Uh, here's a tweet that we got uh, from Matt. 
And I think, you know, I've seen this sentiment a little bit here building, and it's feeling like this next season will be unwatchable. Fourth in the division, kind of depressing, to be honest. Okay. And I sort of kind of see their point there. Unwatchable seems a bit of an exaggeration. You still have a team with Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis Jr., Hassan Kim, who am I? And Xander Bogarts. I'm just saying, watchable is the term. But certainly, who's calling them unwatchable? Uh, a tweeter, but oh. a tweeter. He said an Xer, an Xer, Matt. Matt. Xer. Well, I have to start calling it X, or yes. else Elon's going to sue us one day that, for not that, calling his that platform. That can happen. X. That can happen. But I, I do think okay, unwatchable but, was a strong word, but I think that is just an I get emotional the point. Word. I get the point from Matt is that, dang, Dodgers have gotten better, Diamondbacks have gotten better, Giants. We, mean, don't we don't know. We don't know. They signed the this jury, Korean outfielder. The, we don't know if he can hit a fastball. The jury is still out, right? They. Lit, I saw the ESPN article on him today, and they, and it it was worded perfectly. They paid for the upside, and but that's just what it is until we find out where that's at. And so, two teams in the division have gotten better. The two that finished, you know. Above you, yeah, they were ahead of your list here. So you know, I, I can understand there there being a, a, a sense that um, the Padres are doing that, but it, it's still it's December fifteenth is still pretty early. Doesn't so, anybody doesn't anybody understand the way baseball works? Least of all us. I mean, we're getting into a panic stage, and there there first of all, there's still plenty enough talent on this team to win games. Right. Secondly. They tried it last year with all star players at every position. It didn't work. I think you've got to have a middle class. Padres need a middle class. That middle class is not going to make the same headlines that the stars made last year, but that middle class can help you be a very, very good team. I, you know, to be better than last year, all they got to do is win 83 games. Right. And I think that they're gonna they're certainly in position to do that. And I think people are jumping off of a bandwagon that just isn't traveling fast enough for them right now. I'm gonna defend the people that are they're not jumping off the bandwagon. They're still hanging on to the back of it, but the the team has given them reason to feel like not much is happening like right letting now. Letting go? Thank you. They're about to let go. But who won the who which team in the NL West won the offseason last Padres. year? Which team lost? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. They didn't get anybody. All right. So year maybe before. this year the year Dodgers will get... win the offseason. This year the Padres will lose the offseason. And then they I don't they really switch care roles who in the, wins. In the yes. standings. I don't yeah. really care I, who I, wins the off yes. season. I, I 100% agree with that. You do? I do. I, hey. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. It, it, but is, it is the holiday season. When guys are coming off the board for what the going rate is of $14 million, and it's guys that are still good pitchers, like Ryan Flaherty, a year $14 million with a million-dollar incentive, I'm like, if they're not willing to spend that, what are they willing to spend? Well, I, I, again, we there are things that we don't know. We don't know what the target number is for team salary this year. We it's been reported that they want to cut salary, and they've done that so far. But are are they at where they need to be right now in terms of salary? We just we don't know. There's just so much that we don't know. Um, and you know, I think it's, um, 
I, I think we're just going to have to have patience. You're going to have to have patience and, and kind of let this thing play, play out. I know 2023, or yeah, 2023 was not a, a fun season, or at least as fun as we thought it was going to be. But this is going to require some patience. In the same way, the Soto deal, you got to have kind of like some forward thinking because, I mean, in a perfect world, those the, the three pitchers that they got back will come in and be lights out. That's that's the perfect world. That's, yeah, but that's unlikely. That's unlikely. So you're going to have to have some kind of forward thinking. All right, let these guys kind of uh, get seasoned, whether it's at the big league level or not. Yeah. Uh, outside of Michael King, and and then go to work from there. But those moves will help. You just don't know if they help 2023 right now, or are they they're going to help later down the line. I do remember a time when I was sitting in bed about to go to sleep and I got a text from Adam and it was like December 22nd or something like that. And it was a huge trade. The Padres had just traded for Blake Snell. So I guess I should listen to myself and be patient that something like that could happen or they're going to sign the right people. All right, it is phone call Friday, so I Thanks, guess we better take a phone call. <laughs> I, I think both of you checked out on that, which doesn't really help my cause no, over here. I, I did check. I, I heard what you said. It's okay, just, thank you. It's just, you thank know. you. It was fine. What you said is fine. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> I was getting ready for. I was getting ready to talk to Peter and Lamesa. <laughs> Peter was on phone all call Friday. A segment that may phone never exist fr- again. Phone call Friday. I hope I can add to the production value. Hey. hey. Um, the Dodgers didn't sign anybody last year because they knew they were going to go Otani this year. So yep. that's that. Another thing, if the Padres want to get any decent pitching right now, they, they've got to trade for them. And I hope to heck that they don't trade some of the young kids they got um, from the from the Yankees and maybe go get Dylan Cease. But, you know, he's got some control. I think he's got two years left. He's a commodity. But, man, oh, man, I think they got some studs um, from the Yankees. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I, I I think in terms of the ceiling of of some of the stud, I think Michael King is a definite stud. Um, when you're talking about Brito, when you're talking about Vasquez, um, what's the other young man's name? Uh, the 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 prospect that we got. Oh, um, um, yeah, Thorpe. 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 Wow. Uh, I, good I, for me good coming out of that job. That's money right I'm there. So, I'm not supposed to remember stuff. I'm old. I, I, I think we'll, we'll <laughs> I find out. I, I think Thorpe is, you know, he's probably a, a year away. Maybe at best, maybe into the season away. But those guys are certainly going to be going to help. And it, it, and as I was saying, it may not. At least three of the four may not help in a way that is super beneficial in 2023. But 2024, uh, both Brito. Um, and uh, Vasquez both kind of got their cut their teeth a little bit at the big league level last year to, with some success. So you'd like to see them build on that. Are they starters? Are they relievers? I think AJ kind of left the door open on that when we talked to him. But I do think those are studs. And listen, I I think based on what we've seen the Padres do so far, I, I think I think he's right. The idea that they're going to use the free agent market is probably not high. That it's, ship is passing it's, it's, them by right it, it's now. It's probably going to happen via trade. Yeah. And so whether Does that it's, mean we get ready to say goodbye to Jake? I mean, because who could. do they have to trade? They have some guys in the farm system that they could trade. They got what, what we do know is they have a bunch of infielders. They have too many infielders. Right. And so, I mean, whether it's Jake, could be, I mean, I know nobody wants to hear this. Kim has probably got the most value. Of, uh, He's be expensive. Uh, of of anybody with uh, that the I mean, that the Padres are willing to trade, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they're willing to trade Kim. Too popular. But Jake was too popular last time. Yeah, I don't I don't know the popularity is gonna stop them from, from Not gonna making his team making his team better, ultimately. Let's go to Hubert in Point Loma. Hubert, welcome to the phone call Friday proceedings. Turning left or right, Hubert. Hubert. Keep okay. your eye on the road. Hubert. Go back to what Hubert. Do- I almost just lost my mind, and I'm trying to be better. It's like, why do people call into radio stations and not be ready to go? <laughs> Hubert, you listening? I put him back, oh, on, hold put back on hold. I didn't want him to say anything bad. Jay and Escondido. What's up, Jay? Hey, Jay. Hey, look, guys. Uh, quick question, and um, I think you really look, need to look far as to what is A.J. Preller's record as long as he's been here. Do you guys know that record? His overall record? Not off yes, the top. Sir. Yeah, probably under 500. I will look it up. Oh, my God. It's less than 430, guys. Less than 430? Take a look. Okay. I'm I'm doing that right now. Take a look. All right. So where are we going? We're we're done with him? This year, what they're going to do is it's going to be a wait-and-see year because they can go all in. In all fairness, I think this year they're going to pull back and say, let's see what we got. Let's see what we can do. And then I think next year it will probably rebound better. Okay, so, it's possible, but so I don't. You, I don't agree with you. I, I I don't agree because you still got some really good players uh, on this roster. They're not going to punt a season with uh, Manny Machado and Xander Bogarts and Fernando Tatis Jr. There's no reason to punt this season. They don't have to punt this season. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that you can punt a season at this point. No, like that makes no sense. The, I, the, I, they're gonna go. They're gonna. They're gonna be better than you think. I, I'm gonna. I, I don't know what the over under is gonna be this year. And by the way, for the, the Padres, it'll probably be right around 82. I think they'll be better than that. The 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 record for AJ Preller. I don't know. I think it's irrelevant because he had at least three years where they weren't necessarily trying to win. They were rebuilding the team. So you're gonna take some L's in that process. Now you can make the argument from 2020 on. Uh, what has the record been? Uh, my guess is it's probably been above Made five hundred during that time, and three of those seasons at least. So were over you know, I, the eight quote win loss record. I don't, I don't know that that's a a thing. He's not. A, he, he's they they sacrificed at least three years where they were not winning ball games and didn't have a ton of talent. So, um, I, I, I it, listen again. I don't think they're punting. I think this is just a patience is the name of the game here on this and. Uh, maybe when we get to, to February and, you know, pitchers and catchers are getting ready to report, you'll, we'll feel differently. We'll, we'll have a little more information at that point. But on December 15th, um, it certainly um, hasn't – there hasn't been a whole lot of news to report outside of the Juan Soto deal. I talked to Hubert. He's back. You did. You got yes, Hubert I, squared I away? To, yes, I talked Hubert, to were you turning left or right? When you first called. I was driving. Yeah, I'll turn left out. Yeah, right. okay. So, we should take bets on that. Got it. Okay, guys. Well, you know, again, uh, two free agents now, you know, that the, 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 the we, I think, have grown to love are Snell and Profar. I think if, if we sign those two guys, I know Snell is asking a huge asking price at this point, but he would solidify our rotation, especially with King now, Profar and left. I feel confident with him. So what are your thoughts on just getting these guys locked up? I 100% would love to have Blake Snell back in the rotation. Um, But I don't know that it's in the cards. Now, here's the thing. The market could end up being slow or or not 
to Blake's liking, which could then turn him back this to, towards San Diego if uh, if they are already having a discussion. But um, it, it still doesn't seem like it is uh, a likely scenario that he ends up back in San, San Diego. Listen, as for Profar, um, he's a he obviously has. You know, built a, a a nice fan base here in San Diego, and he's done a great job when he's been uh, in a Padre uniform. But I don't know that that's a priority right now um, for what the pieces that they're trying to uh, fill right now. Uh, you know, at least that's 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 how I see it at this point. Yeah, I'd love to get Profar uh, as a complimentary player. I'm not ready to uh, turn left field over to Profar. Snell, I think, is the longest shot on the board. Um, but I, you never say never. Tony mentioned this earlier. All the writing on the wall is that all of the reports saying the Padres are going to reduce payroll seem accurate, and, and I just don't see Snell fitting into those plans. But yeah. uh, Hubert, I hope you're. Th- this team's going to be better than people think. I, I, oh my I, God, put I, that people, on. Put pe- that on tape, Scraby. It's people already are, on tape. People are quitting on this team. I it's just, way too early to do that. I, I just think people are. You know, they remember what last year looked like. You know, and yes, they, they and remember the resu- that they that, don't. Do they remember the results? I think they, they do. Yeah, no, I think, I think <laughs> that's do. what I'm saying. Last year at this time, we were all going to the World Series. Oh, it didn't yeah, happen. No, yeah, no. It's, this I, year, we're going. You know, we're going to the uh, top ten draft pick or something. I, I, I just will, don't see that. You know, ha- huge have, of a fall. Having um, you know high payroll with you know a lot of stars is probably addicting, and you probably have to wean yourself off of. The, the, the type of expectation that you have when you have those type of guys, you still have a lot of those same guys. I mean, in terms of the superstar, you know, thing, you, you're, you're losing Snell, you're losing Soto. Possibly losing Snell, you've lost Soto. Everybody else is, is still intact. If they don't trade Jake, I believe in Jake. I think he could turn have a, a, a bounce back year. Uh, I think Fernando, you. I said this last year, early, that I fully expected this this year for for Toddy to be. I don't know if he can get to the Acuna level that he got from after knee surgery to last year, but that's kind of on the level I'm thinking of for Fernando this year. You got Manny, who I, I have no doubt will have a bounce back season. We won't get him at full tilt until. You know, May, when his elbow is fully healed, but I think offensively he'll be back to what we've become accustomed to. I think Bogarts, now that he's settled in, you saw the way he finished last season. I mean, you look at his his overall numbers, they don't look that bad at all. Um, I think he ends up bouncing back. And, you know, I, I just think the real question mark has nothing to do with the offense. I think it has... A lot more to do with the pitching and, and, and how they fill that rotation out. Yeah, I, I'm just not seeing everything everybody else is seeing. Not in December. Maybe if it looks this exact way on in February, February 15th, no doubt. Then you got some concerns. Uh, Scraby, how much time we have? Time for Clay in South Bay. Sure. Good. Oh, I know Clay. Clay oh, loves hey, Clay. his Padres. Welcome Hi, back, Clay. Gentlemen. Holy moly. I mean, it's uh, great to listen to the show, but oh my goodness. Hey, the bandwagon is still up and operating. I'm still on board. I've still got confidence in the Padres uh, putting together a roster before spring training. I mean, whoa, 
my hair's not on fire and everything uh, just needs to slow the roll. I mean, if you take a look at all the free agents still out there, there's plenty of people still waiting to get contracts or trying for money. So, I mean, you know, hey, let's slow it all down and let's uh, just look at it this way. Chargers got smoked yesterday and their coach got fired. So, I mean, come on, it could be worse. Life could be, uh, yeah, that's right. Thanks for the phone call, Clay. Very good, Clay. Uh, Feeling it. better after talking to you. We'll have more on the other side, including A.J. Preller's actual record as general manager of the Padres. Stick around. Oh, no. <laughs> Did we find a disparity? <laughs> Slightly. Oh. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the U.K. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the U.K. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 